Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. I'm on Instagram. Am I live? What do all these buttons do on Instagram? Let's not go there. Let's just press the button. Oh, the video's working. Yes, good. Right. Yeah, we're live. We're going. We're cooking. Um, we've got a QA going on here. Seems like ages since I've done it. Uh, I'm currently in costume. Um, not sure if you've noticed the difference because I'm doing a murder mystery this evening and I'm hosting it so I am the host with the most and uh, yeah that is live but um, in the middle of it all so I've done a bit of prep and now I'm doing this and then I'm going to go and uh, go and do the starter so in the middle of it we're doing this Q&A right here and we've got ourselves some cues Jackie's on side as always Cocoon's here good to see you hope you're doing all right um Webster, how are you doing? Um, right then. So, whew, I'm a little bit hot and bothered because I've been running around. But anyway, let's uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, I've got me some questions, but if you've got a question uh, burning a hole in your pocket, then just get it off your chest and get it on the screen, and I will do my level best to uh, address it uh, with my extensive uh, library of knowledge. So uh, first up, we've got, do we offer tongue reconstruction surgery? Funny question this. I don't really know the context of these questions. So perhaps you could argue I should know the context of them, but uh, but uh, is what it is. We are where we are. Let's not uh, dwell on the past. So I don't really know what this question um, is referring to as tongue reconstruction. So I'm going to assume, unless the person who asked the question is out there, in which case they can come back at me, but I'm going to assume that this is talking about tongue tie, because that's the most common um, operation that we get involved with as plastic surgeons. And uh, tongue tie is where the frenulum of the in the middle, you know, that holds your tongue down, goes too far forward. And uh, so the tongue <laughs> hung out. Um, and that is something that is released by plastic surgeons. That is something that we do as plastic surgeons, but it is usually done in children. And uh, so um, I haven't done it in many years and I wouldn't be allowed to do it, to be quite honest with you, because uh, you have to be a pediatric plastic surgeon to operate on children. And uh, we couldn't do it at the clinic. And um, so I'm going to say no to that. We don't offer tongue reconstruction or tongue tie surgery uh, simply because uh, we haven't got the um, the um, kind of approval from the CQC. We have got surgeons who are pediatric surge, pediatric plastic surgeons, and we have got a pediatric nurse. So we have got stuff in place, but uh, the main thing we haven't got the CQC, so we don't operate on children, and so we don't often tongue tie surgery. If that is indeed what you mean by tongue reconstruction, um, as I say, that's the most common thing. So. Yeah, it's a relatively simple thing, and I think they often do it in the clinic, in the in the clinic, in the outpatients, uh, because it's done on very small children, and it's a it's a, quite a simple procedure. But uh, sadly, not not at uh, not at Shay Shay Nu. Um, doing brilliantly, thanks. Thank you for the card. Thank you 
for the card as well cocoon right back at you so uh yeah give and receive give and take so looking forward to seeing you soon and seeing how it's all going but uh, yeah you're very welcome um how do you correct over liposuction on inner thighs oh blimey do you know what this question i've not seen these questions before i'm seeing them live this is uh you know reacts to questions it, this question kind of like what is it? it well to be honest with you i don't do liposuction of the inner thighs so i know it's not my patient so in in that respect it doesn't i was going to say it sort of sends shiver down some spine sort of alarm bells ringing thinking oh my god because but in in some ways it doesn't because it's not my patient so it's it, it, that makes it feel better to me but still I'm, i feel bad for the patient because the answer to the question is extremely difficult and without knowing anything more about it just the question saying how do you correct over liposuction on inner thighs i would say really hard you're really really hard and this is the problem indeed the problem with plastic surgery or maybe any surgery really probably is like it's it's it may be a cliche you know to say it's better to get it right first time but it is so hard to correct fix things which aren't right and in terms of liposuction you've got two options of it not being right um and that means you do too much or you do too little now if you do too little and there's still some fat there it's relatively easy to go back and do a little bit more but if you do too much that is hard and it's much more difficult to fix an overcorrection than it is an undercorrection. and you understand why people get overcorrections because we're trying to help patients and we're trying to give them a good result so you know we're trying to obviously we don't want them saying oh you haven't done enough and you're a rubbish surgeon and i don't know if there's any difference you know you don't kind of want that kind of uh reaction so you obviously want to have a tangible difference for the patient but at the same time um overcorrection is worse and it's a very difficult problem to correct and personally i don't do liposuction of the inner thighs um simply because the skin is very thin and the skin doesn't recoil and you get quite and it's possible to get you know quite difficult irregularities of the skin uh fo fo skin folds to excess skin there um so you know it's I guess the only way you could fix, well, one way to fix it would be to do a thigh lift if that patient was a candidate for a thigh lift, but not many patients are candidates for thigh lifts. You have to have quite a lot of excess skin there to be a candidate for a thigh lift. And um, and the bottom line is really tough to treat over liposuction. Sometimes there's a tendency to think, oh, should I do a bit more liposuction? Because the over liposuction is kind of like a dent. And if I can rid of some of the fat on either sides of the dent either sides of the of the mountains on either side of the valley and make the valley a bit more shallow maybe i can make it a little, little bit better and that's something certainly on table that you can do when you have a patient you think oh crikey i've over liposucked that but it's a difficult dangerous game because then you can get into badness if you sort of overcorrecting an even bigger area so that's a dangerous game um probably the most sort of straightforward way of doing it would be fat grafting hi corin would be fat grafting into the dent i'm assuming the problem is a dent when you're saying over over correction of liposuction you i'm assuming that means you're a dent you've got a dent um so fat grafting into the dent but that sounds great doesn't it just oh i've taken too much fat stick some fat back in again sounds great the problem is that that dent is scar tissue and you try and inject fat into the scar tissue and what happens 
doesn't like going into scar tissue it goes into the nice soft tissue on either side and you make the actual mountains bigger which makes the valley look worse so it can really be a real problem of trying to fix an overcorrection of a liposuction and there is no easy answers and what i would probably the advice i'd probably give to this patient without knowing anything about them or what it looks like or what have you is think carefully about going down that route because we always worried that we could make things worse you've had too much liposuction you've got scarring there which is causing the contour irregularities presumably as i say i haven't seen them you know obviously something specific about the case but you know usually that's the common problem and it's really hard to get rid of scarring and to be honest with you the best thing is time and time will let that scarring soften and hopefully lift up the dent and maybe to make the contour irregularities look better and they certainly will look a lot better you know a year than they would at kind of six months so you know it, that, that that i guess that's my best advice because doing more surgery to correct over liposuction is difficult and it's a difficult area and there's no easy answers i don't even know what the answer is i've given you two you know liposuction out of the mountains but then you can get potentially get a wider area of overcorrection or fat grafting into the defect but then the fat can go to the path of least resistance and making the making the uh, dent look worse so both of them i would be really worried about doing either of them and, you know, I just, just, you know, it sounds, again, you know, don't get into that situation <laughs> as a surgeon, you know, do everything you can to not get into that situation because you don't want to be there. It's really difficult saying to a patient, oh, you're better off leaving it and hopefully it'll get a bit better. And, you know, they've obviously not got the result they want, but it's a difficult position to be in and really tough one, really tough one there. Uh, Corin, what are you saying about hair transplants? Something about saying about hair transplants? Yeah, no, I'm in a costume, uh, Corin, not a hair transplant, but uh, we pretty <laughs> never matched up the colour quite quite right. But um, I'm in costume, Corin, because we're doing a murder mystery thing tonight, and I'm uh, hosting it, so I've got to go and uh, be the host. But uh, I've had to, I've had to, I'm preparing the. We're doing not a, well. It is a murder mystery, but it's a um, come dine with me type thing. With the family and tonight's my night it's supposed to be long, long story i know you're going to say why did you do it on a tuesday night i know you're going to say that i think the same thing it's supposed to be last night but then my wife's gone went out never told us and i'd already prepared the meat the the dessert i prepared the dessert for last night so we did anyway tonight so that's what it is um do we offer auxiliary breast tissue removal yes we do that's no, probably we want to say it's common, but it's not uncommon. Is that the same as common? It's not uncommon, the same as common. Anyway, I would say I wouldn't say it's common, but I would say it's not uncommon. It's a not uncommon procedure. Axillary breast tissue removal is not uncommon, and it's and it's, and it's bumps of tissue here in the armpits and uh, in the area there, and it's uh, known as excess, axillary breast tissue. It often sort of comes up over the bra. Uh, people sometimes don't know it's there and kind of hope it's going to get better with. Uh, a breast lift or a breast reduction but it doesn't because you don't address that all those areas with those operations and um and they have to be it has to be addressed directly either with liposuction or excision pros and cons of both liposuction is good because you don't get scars but doesn't remove skin so you potentially have some spare skin there so if you want to get rid of the skin then you have to excise it but then that could give you a visible scar at the front so that's a negative of that so uh, liposuction or excision are the two potential options for that something to discuss on a case-by-case -case basis as to what's right for you brilliant love it did wonder about the tie combo not feeling it i'm um 
I'm a uh, one of the wealthiest uh, Rico's business partner and one of the wealthiest men on the island. Uh, that's my uh, role I'm playing tonight. So uh, yeah, so uh, there you go, um, millionaire playboy um, businessman. There you go. Uh, do we treat burn scars? Hmm. Do we treat burn scars? Now there is a subspecialty of plastic surgery, which is burns, which uh, is not my subspecialty. My subspecialty is breast. Um, and I would probably say for a significant burn scar, it probably would be a burn surgeon who would be best. I mean, it, it kind of depends on what the problem is. I mean, um, so burn scars are very hard to make look better. So it's, it's usually a functional surgery when you're treating burn scars. Um, and you have to make sure you've used non-surgical means to start with, like pressure, um and uh and potentially silicone if there's if they're hypertrophic scarring um maybe steel injection if there's sort of lumpy scars um so there's up there's kind of a few things that you can do previously um usually the problem with burn scars aside from the cosmetic as i say we can't really do a significant improvement on cosmetic unfortunately at the moment there's not huge huge amount you can do but um, you can do things here. So usually it's when they're crossing joints and you get contractures, arms, elbows, hands, neck, wherever it may be. So tight, tight skin and, and, and tightness, particularly when it's crossing a joint. And certainly there, is thing, there are things you can do to try and import some skin to um, make the movement better and to improve the tightness. But they're usually quite difficult operations because you're moving skin about often in scarred areas. And so you've got to be very aware of the blood supply of the skin and it's probably for any significant burn scar I would say a specialist um, operation that you would want a specialist burn surgeon for one of the things I talk about in my book oh yeah that bad boy that we're all different you know plastic you think plastic surgeons or let's get him to do the boobs um, not all plastic surgeons are are breast surgeons there are head and neck surgeons, burn surgeons, hand surgeons, quite a big uh, area, uh, pediatric plastic surgeons, craniofacial surgeons. So there's different types of plastic surgeon and uh, that would be a burn surgeon who would be better suited, I would say, to treat that burn scar than, uh, than me, for instance, who is a uh, primarily a breast surgeon. That's my primary um, uh, uh, subspecialty interest. Um, I have two young children, three months and 20 months, and I'm considering a mummy makeover. When will we be able to pick, hold the children, etc., after having the surgery? Right. OK, that's a good question. So what I normally say to people, having, oh, it's a big surgery, a mummy makeover. It's usually a breast and a tummy, a tummy operation together. It's a big op. It will set you back. Guaranteed it will set you back. And what I normally say is if you've got a job working in B&Q or working in the Amazon warehouse or something like that, I would say six weeks before you do any heavy lifting. Now, if you are if you have small children, you can't you can't really not pick them up or, or not, uh, you know, not not hold them things for six weeks. So it's a bit different than if you're doing a job. So if you're doing a job, I say no heavy lifting for six weeks. If you've got a small child, then I say, well, 
you know, you will have to pick up your child. You know, almost certainly you're going to have to pick up your child. Great if you've got help and all that sort of stuff, but you've got to assume you're going to pick up your child. So um, the two things I would say is six months is kind of like the minimum before people suggest that you start having this kind of surgery. I normally say a year is better because a year you uh, the child is a bit more mobile and maybe a bit less needing to be picked up. Although I accept they probably will still will be wanting to pick picked up and help. But what you normally do is you adjust. So you sit to the sit down and you put them on your lap rather than picking them up from standing and things like that. So you will. So it doesn't matter what I say. If I say after surgery, you can't pick them up for, for, for three weeks. There'll be situations in the first three weeks where you'll probably, you know, have to pick them up. So I would say, look, don't worry listen to your body if you're you might not be able to it might be too sore and you might say look it's too sore i can't pick you up but if you're able to just adjusting sit you know get to a seated position and pick them up or get them to come to you sort of thing rather than picking them up from a standing position and um what you're going to do is you're going to make it swell that's the reason for all this you're going to make it swell so just try and take it easy and uh you know maybe think about having the surgery a bit later on when the potential your child's walking and things that's why usually a, 12 months is is better although obviously the child will be bigger and heavier so that's something to take into uh, account sue has commented i didn't see that sue sue how you doing you're rocking that wig thank you you're covering well many thanks for doing a good job oh thank you sue that is great to hear thanks for the comment and uh yeah i don't think i've really got the wig i've got a couple to choose from and in a bit of a rush choosing this one i'm not sure if it was the right one but uh anyway i'm going to work with it because uh you know um time waits for no man so uh yeah, thank you. Kind, kind words indeed. Um, don't really think you mean. I don't know if I could go out into the public like this. Do you think? I look like a politician who looks like he's got a wig on. He was on um, Blind Date. Who's that? You know that guy? Anyway, don't want to cast aspersions now. Don't want to be libelous. Um, French transfer versus breast implants. <laughs> Google fight. Fat transfer versus breast implants. Who will win? Um, well, on paper, there's a lot to be said for fat transfer. I like fat transfer. I do a lot of breast implants, but I am a massive fan of fat transfer. And I used to do it every week when I was working in the NHS, when I was doing breast reconstruction after cancer. I think it is a fantastic technique. It's brilliant. I love doing it. It's great. The scars are small. The risks are low. There are risks, but they're low. Um, and it's it's when you get a good result it's a long lasting result it's your own fat it's fantastic it's happy days and i'll be honest with you if i could i would do it all day long instead of breast implants because there are potential risks with breast implants they're rare but they're there and that you know if you get problems with breast implants feeling the edge seeing the edge rippling moving uh, malposition all these sorts of things there's all sorts of problems with breast implants that are out there that you know you would not have with if, if fat, fat transfer having said that they it is extremely rare to do fat transfer sometimes i get people who say i want fat transfer for breast implants i have to look for a photo that from about 10 years ago to show them a case of mine literally i would say literally 10 years ago the last time i did fat transfer certainly for for a breast augmentation to make both breasts bigger um it's very rare for me at the moment i think people are trying to do it and trying to make a thing of it and you know when they have to remove implants sometimes they put fat into to um to try and you know if patients got some an issue or something the reason they don't want breast implants um and then those patients might think oh that's really great i'm really happy with it but i think when you 
when you critically look at the results of fat transfer, breast augmentation, the results are really subtle. Um, and as I say, you have to go back a long way to see cases when I've done it. And if you look at it when I've done it, it looks really subtle. <laughs> you have to kind of analyze the photograph. So can you see it's a bit more to see? Look at the pre and post-op. Is it a bit more? And you know what? It's never good when you have to convince a patient they got a good result when you have to show them their before and after photo and say look haven't you got a good result you want the patient to walk into the clinic and say oh my god i feel fantastic i look great i you know i feel fit, feel, fit my clothes much better and I, and I feel great you don't want to have to take a photograph to convince them they've got a good result which is what i find personally in my personal um hands and in my personal experience of doing fat grafting it is very subtle um so you're looking at and the problem is also people having breast implants are often quite slim. The donor sites are limited. Um, if they're not slim, then their breasts are often bigger. So you need a, often need a bigger volume. So it's quite, kind of lose-lose situation. But um, the sort of volume of fat I'd be looking at, I, you know, if I put 80 mils in, it'd be a big, that'd be a lot. Um, and, you know, the smallest implant you're going to use is about 150, 200. And you're often using 250, 300 cc implants which means if you want to get the same sort of volume with fat, you have to repeat it. You have to do it and you have to leave it like four to six months and do it again and do it again. And it's not, it's almost as expensive as doing implants. So if you need four operations for fat grafting, which you can get in one with an implant, you know, it's a, it's, it's a difficult one to, to say that's going to be a good thing. Um, and as I say, patients who want it are often quite slim with limited donor sites. And so it's not as good as you might think at first sight. So in the Google fight, doosh, 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 um, it's implants winning at the moment. No, hands down, it's a knockout. I've got to be honest, it's a knockout. And I wish it wasn't. I'm a big fan of fat, fat transfer. But at the moment, when you weigh out the pros and cons, the price and the subtlety of, the, of fat grafting just makes it not a viable option in my view and in my patients, much as I would love to spend all day every day doing fat grafting because it's a lovely thing to do. And I love the fact that it's <laughs> small scars and, and, uh, and small complications. It makes you sleep a lot easier at night. But it's a cross after bear. We have to keep. I have to keep doing implants personally, you know, in order to get significant results for my patients. Because I'd, it's as much as you sleep at night doing the surgery, you would wake up in the morning and have to go and see the patient, and you would be stressed because the patients are then saying, "What well, have you done? It what's happened there? Is it? Is it? Is it? You know, is that it?" So that's more stressful. Factually, that is more stressful than the stress of the surgery by far dealing with patients who are not happy with so that's why i try and manage the expectation pre-op and then you can imagine i have the conversation which i just had with you just now with patients who are then say well forget it then mate i'm gonna have implants or i'm not gonna have anything at all if they decided they don't want implants i'm like well that's fine um i'd much rather not do anything at all than have a patient who's paid five thousand pounds or whatever it, i don't know what it is but it's probably you know it's that sort of order I'd rather I'd rather have um, not do anything at all than someone who's paid thousands, thousand pounds, who's, who then says, what have you done? That's rubbish. It's not happy. So that, you know, that is not a place you want to be uh, as a surgeon in this world. If you can at all avoid it. So. Uh, no, stay in. Whoa. Right, I'm going to go and do my starters now, unless there's any questions. You got any questions about it? It's a nice bit of interaction, uh, largely about my Urdu. Um, 
but uh, if you have next week, pretty sure I'm not on holiday next week. I'm, I'm on holiday again at some point, but um, uh, but I'm I am I will be available. I'm pretty sure next week, Tuesday night, and that is. Have a great night. Good luck. Make sure you look after my boss tomorrow, please. She's coming to see you. Oh my God, Corin, don't you? You should. If you hadn't said that, I would have known. I'm be nervous now. Which one is it? Oh my God, Corin's boss is coming. Oh my God. Right, uh, but don't worry, Corin. I'll tell you what. I'm going to look after everybody tomorrow just to make sure that we cover your boss. All right. So yes, fantastic. Not like usual. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, starters away. Avengers Assemble. Uh, so I'm going to be signing off and I'll see you same time, same place. Uh, Salma wants a tummy tuck so bad with how many O's is that? That's four O's. Well, Salma, you're looking at the tummy tuck guy. Call me. Thanks, Corin. Um, thanks, Jackie. Yeah, I do t tummy tucks, Salma, if you're, uh, if you're interested. So, uh, yeah. Call me and we can sort something out. 01214543680. That's my number. Um, well, it's not my number. It's the office number. But uh, I think it's probably on Instagram somewhere, I guess, on the profile, is it? Or email or message or whatever. Anyway, good. Well, thanks for coming, Salma. And I uh, might see you soon. And uh, without further ado, I will stop the stream and see you back next a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ we'd love to hear from you